Common Ground, unearthing stories about how we live now and how we might live in the future. Hello and welcome to another Common Ground podcast. My name is Jodie Marshall and as always, I am joined by Scott Twineholm. For this episode, we spent nearly a month talking to residents of Site Hill in northeast Glasgow. Now, Site Hill is very near the city and it's going through a massive regeneration at the moment. The old tower blocks have been pulled down and new houses have been built and there's going to be lots of green spaces. It also has an ever-changing, diverse community of ethnicities and faiths. We were interested to find out how changes in the place we call home, whether it is a new house or a new country, impact our community. This podcast is an oral snapshot of the amazing work that goes on at St Rolock's Church. It's made up of many diverse voices and sounds and ideas. We hope that you enjoy listening to it. My name's Christine and I'm the project manager here um, and I do everything, <laughs> more or less everything, <laughs> in, in terms of coordinating um, the, the volunteers, um, looking for funding, organising things, finance and all manner of interesting things. There's such a diverse range of things in the community outreach project. Can you give a, a brief history about how that started? Has it been going on in Sorolox for... For years, how long have you been involved? Well, I've been involved uh, for 15 years, um, and the project has actually been going on for 17 years. Um, and it started in 2000 uh, when we had the um, dispersal um, of asylum seekers from the south of England. And basically, they came to um, Site Hill only to find that they had arrived in the middle of the night, um, and that uh, in the morning when they woke up, they didn't know where they were or where the shops were or anything. And so they came and they found it on their way out of Site Hill, here was the, the church. So they knocked on the door and thankfully there was somebody around um, and they asked for help. Um, help uh, for clothing for themselves, um, help with language because they didn't speak English um, and just somebody that was going to sort of help them in some way or other. Um, and that happened. Um, the church responded um, by um, gathering, well, putting out an appeal um, for clothing, um, especially clothing, because many of them only you know, had the, the clothes that they stood up in. Um, bed sheets especially, because obviously they were very traumatic um, situations they had come from and some of the children you know, needed the beds changed in, in the morning. Um, and shoes and just, just the basics um, and that developed then um, into um, ESOL classes or an English class anyway, um, uh, parents and toddlers um, and um, the, just a weekly, um, what we would say shop but it wasn't a shop at that point in time, it was a drop in um, where people would just come pick up what they wanted and then go away. Um, so after two years the, the people in the church were absolutely exhausted um, trying to maintain this um, and they decided to employ somebody and that somebody was me. Um, I was to be employed um, two days a week um, which very quickly became five days a week <laughs> or seven days a week <laughs> or eight days a week even um, and uh, I was to sort of just try and develop um, the work obviously maintain what was there um, but develop it and uh, so that's how why I came on board and so therefore we we began to um, sort of get volunteer policies in place and um, the um, the drop-in um, shop became a proper shop um, because people needed dignity they didn't just need to grab things and take them around the corner and then dump them they needed um, the dignity of being able to buy, um, but also to recognise that things had qual, um, you know, sort of um, a cost to them too, you know. Um, and we had a parent and toddlers group. Um, we had our ESOL class. Um, and then over the years, we've developed into all the things that we have now, um, which we have the um, drop-in cafe, and we host the food co-op, um, we have the advice centre um, and service, we have the shop, um, we have our um, sewing class, we have our ESOL class, um, we have lots of different activities. And people feel it's a safe place to come to. Um, and that's perhaps the main thing that we, we do, we just provide a, a, a safe place for people that they can come, obviously use our service but just feel that they're accepted here and we can help them in whatever way is necessary. Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, nothing seems to exist like this. Was it very much set up um, 
just based on the needs of the, the people who came here or did, was it based on anything else that existed or is there anything else that exists that you I know don't of, think like there's anything quite like St Rollock's really I mean even from the point of view of the, the volunteers we've got about 40 volunteers and many of them are long term volunteers it's just amazing and it's not something that we have tried to do in particular it's simply it's, it's the way it's just it's almost grown grassroots um, and I think just it's people feel that um, they're able to get help obviously there's, just, there's a practical side of it but I think very much there's the emotional um, side as well of actually people who are isolated can come and they can sort of just feel part of a bigger community um, I mean obviously the buzzword has always been integration but it's integration is something that um, has more or less happened uh, you know obviously we try to help integration in terms of ESOL classes things like that but integration has been just people coming sitting together getting to know each other and just feeling at home you know um, and although we are a church um, we, we don't in any sense um, proselytize but there is that ethos behind what we do you know um, of acceptance um, of people um, and of just caring for them and you know as many other organizations do but people just do seem to respond to that here possibly the language is help you know the fact that we've got people who have got you know language skills so they feel that they can come and they can communicate um, and um, just so many people just tell us it's a friendly you know it's just a friendly place to come to and, and that is just something that seems to be <laughs> and I think you've possibly found that too you know you're just yeah, coming and feeling yeah. welcome yeah. Um, really welcome actually yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask because we're you're in a you're in a transitional stage mm. here at St Rollox because obviously next door Site Hill is being massively regenerated mm. and we're getting new houses and new people moving in and you're getting a new church. So can you talk a little bit about uh, how that came about and how that might make things different for what happens here? Well, how, ca how it came about um, is obviously with the regeneration, they've decided that they're going to put a road um, through this area. And so therefore it's a necessity that the church actually um, is relocated. Um, but I think in terms of um, relocation, that's also opportunity. Um, so there's a new building that's going to um, be the equivalent um, sort of space wise um, as this one. Um, there will be opportunities in terms of being able to sort of maybe have smaller groups, you know, so you've got maybe areas for um, different groups to meet at the one time, which is a problem that we have in just the um, capacity of the church here. Um, some difficulty in that one of our sort of popular things, which is a shop, will probably not um, continue um, in the new church simply because we don't have um, the space for it. But I think you've all always got to sort of look at what you're doing and say, well, okay, if that if we can't do that, what else can we do? And, and rather than sort of um, just continue in the past and, well, it worked in the past, so we'll do it in the future, I'm actually saying, okay, well, there's going to be a new community, a new parish, um, sort of new people coming in. So what are they going to be looking for? I don't think we want to sort of completely forget our roots because it's still going to be important that people feel welcome at St Rollocks um, but I think there'll be, be um, sort of different emphasis in, in different areas um, I mean I would hope for instance that the sewing class will continue I would hope that the ESOL class will continue I would hope that the advice centre um, will continue and the cafe so there's lots of possibilities uh, in the new church Will we sing another song? Yeah. What other song we sing? Views of the bus? Yes. Okay. Uh, views of the bus go round and round. Views of the bus go round and round. Hello, my name is Sarah Saeed. I come from Kurdistan, uh, north of Iraq. I've been in Scotland since 2003. Uh, my children were born here. Uh, I have three children. My daughter's 12. And my son's 11. My little one's one year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Uh, well, thank you for talking us to, to us today. Uh, I am interested to talk to you because you used to live in Sight Hill yes. and now you live somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So and was that through choice or did yeah. you did you ask to stay in Sight Hill or uh, did you? In fact, no. But they give me a choice to stay here. Uh, because this, our building is going to demolition. Mm -hmm. We have a chance to move what we want, what we choose. 
but the site will take a long time and my flood was dumped in, it's really old and uh, I want to move as soon as possible because council gave me a chance to move it to Gallogate because Gallogate uh, was ready and move it but uh, it's not far from here, uh, same position from the center, is everything handy uh, around me in Gallogate as well but I miss sail because in Gallogate we don't have community to to see each other with yeah. the other peoples, but when I when I was in the Sahel, uh, every day I see people, uh, Scottish people, other foreign peoples, and Kurdish people. And every Tuesday and Wednesday we came to sit Rolokus um, Charles. I love sit Rolokus Charles because she uh, this this charge is uh, give me a chance to learn English more than college, and. Uh, I learned too much from here. I do volunteering. I every Tuesday we come in here to for shopping, and uh, my children they go to the they look after children here in the crash. And my children, when I was a child, always crying. But when I bring here, they get to use crash. When I go to the nursery, they both of them ready. They never miss me. <laughs> I, it's very good plus for me. It was very, very helpful. And the, in the church, they have um, season bureau advice. Anytime you have any problem, you can come see. Before Pat, he's a, he was a good man. And now, today's MI things running the season bureau advice. I think it's just are very helpful for people. And there's nothing different between the religion and what we are, where we come from. All together, Scottish people, foreign people, they see, they look as same, nothing different between. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you find out about St. Rolex? Uh, because uh, I'm, I lived in Sergio and Pinkston Drive, we are neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my friend told me, because she, one year she came before me, and she said, Sarah, we, the community here, they teach you. English and you can go to shopping and because I I was busy mom I have two children I was asylum and government didn't pay for two children to when I go to the college and don't have a chance to go to college till my children start school but Trollocus give me a chance to learn English so you will keep coming to St. Rollocks even though you yes. live in Gallagate yeah yeah, yeah. every every if you have a time, I came. I came by walking and <laughs> yeah, because it's it's good for me. It's like a sport for me to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time, <laughs> and I came see my friend, old friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is your new house like in Gallowgate? It's a house. It's not flat. Uh, I am happy with my house, but little bit we are. Uh, I hope one day you are coming to our area, ask people about it. Because we move, we move it here, and some pupils don't like us, and we have a problem. Uh, the children coming to throw the stone and throw the eggs, and coming to our garden, they destroyed our gardens. They don't like us, but I, we say no problem. We get to use it because day by day we know each other. If we have a community, if they coming to see us, what we are. Who, who, what is not stretch people? We we live here, and sometimes I think refugees people give too much more than the nation people. Why? Why? Uh, we don't like to abandon our country, but our, our country have a problem. No one like to abandon country, but it's it's like a somebody forced us to come here. But fortunately, this country is safe and give a chance for everything, same as Scottish people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and do you, like we've been asking people, do you feel at home in Scotland? Yes, I yes, saying. I feel second home for yeah. me. And my children feel Scottish because yeah. they are born here. Yeah. yeah, but always speak about my country as well because I want to, they know about my country. It's a couple of times we move, we visit our country. Yeah. And they like, they like my country as well, but you know, when you grow in 
uh, from somewhere you always like it. Yeah. Like me, always <laughs> miss my country. Yeah. Where you grew up. Yes. I started off by volunteering in the ESOL class because I'm an ESOL teacher, um, but I'm also a seamstress and I've sewed for years. And I sort of wanted, I suppose, to give back, you know, in some way. Um, and I knew, speaking with Morag, because I've only been volunteering with the project now for four years, and I knew from Morag that there had been a sort of craft project, but it had died the death. And I suggested to Morag that, and Jennifer that we started again with this but made it more of a sewing project and my vision was we had the machines we had the equipment and we had material and the women came in and it's it's driven from what they need out of the project so we are not directing them we're not saying this is what you're making this week this is right so we'll get people who come in and they've already got the skills from their own country but maybe they've been used to using a hand machine rather than electric machine so it's just getting them used to using the electric machine not being frightened of the pedal using the overlocker and then they're away on it or you'll get other people who've never sewn before and in that case we are giving them tuition we're teaching them how to use patterns how to cut out um, you know how to, how to make clothes for themselves um, and they'll start with really simple things but they very quickly become extremely ambitious <laughs> you know sometimes like oh my god <laughs> how are we going to do this but it's it sort of it's sort of led I, I I strongly feel it has to be led by the women who come in and, and what they want out of the project and sometimes they'll come in and they need al they're doing alterations you know for members of their family you know um, shortening their, their kids school trousers um, making clothes for their kids we've got one lady who's making the first communion dress for her daughter and she's never sewed before but she sort of you know she started off with a skirt and a cushion now she's making a first communion dress for her daughter um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just grown and grown. Um, I mean, we've been running for about two years now and we must have about 20 women who run our books. I mean, they don't all come at once, you know, they come when they can. Um, but it's just, it's really inspiring how quickly they sort of grasp, you know, the skills and create amazing things. Um, Can you say something about the diversity as well? Yeah, so we have, we have women from Syria, we have women from um, Kurdish women, who come from, uh, uh, from Iraq and Iran. We have African women, Chinese women. We've had a, a big group of Chinese women come through. Quite a few young Chinese mothers came last year, but they've moved on. I'm not sure where they are this year. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, we've got the Africans, and then we do have we do have a lady who's from the local community who comes with her friend, who is um, from where's Bushra from? Oh, um, I think Bushra is from Syria, and so she comes with a friend, and she, you know she she um, drops in and out. Um, and it's just a big mix and obviously the, the common language is English but they do all help each other you know the more skilled seamstresses will will help the other ones you know and, and pass on their knowledge and if there's a problem with the machine you'll see them sort of helping each other out or giving each other ideas on how to make things yeah, yeah. Uh, how is the class funded like how is it supported um, we get donations so we have donations of fabric and equipment and some if if we get really big pieces of fabric we sell them on eBay and then that money is then ploughed back into the fund. We also get we, we get money from the, the Church of Scotland funding, we get a portion of that for the sewing project. But we have been thinking, sort of taking it forward, of maybe um, offering an alteration service. So people come in, drop their stuff off that they need altered and they'll give us a small donation and then that, that can fund the project as well. Uh, or maybe having a sale of work, you know. But that's something, we only just talked about this last week and that's something we need to sit down with as a whole group and talk to the women about that because this time is really precious, you know, they've only got an hour and a half to use the machines 
and you know some of them don't even take a coffee break because they're so focused on they've got access to a machine there you know and so it, it, it's weighing that balance up between um, serving their needs what they want to do and thinking you know have we got time to make it into more of a sort of social enterprise project do you do games? Yes. Painting? Yes. Colouring? Yes. Uh, sand? Yes. Water? Water. Water? Yes. Thank you for you. My name is Nihai. Hello. I am from Iraq. Hello. I've been in Scythe Hill nearly 14 years. 14 years? Yeah. A long time. Yeah. 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 And when, when you arrived in Scythe Hill 14 years ago? Yeah. Can you talk a bit about how it's changed since then? You've obviously, there's been a lot of changes Yeah, over completely that. changed Side Hill. When I came, my husband, he came before me. He was here. He's been here uh, from 2000, 2000, yeah, yeah. I came, uh, family reunion, yeah, yeah. Uh, my children start school, uh, secondary school here. Yeah, but now they finished uni, three of them. I'm proud of them. And I like Saitel too much. Yeah. <laughs> so the day your children, did they go on and study in Scotland? Did they uh, study close to, close to you? Uh, yeah, my three children finished uni. Yeah. From Strathclyde, uh, Strathclyde yeah. Uni. Yeah. yeah two engineers and one scientist. Ah. She is very proud. Yeah. Very yeah. proud. I yeah. would be very yeah. proud. Engineering yeah. is yeah. Hard. Amazing. It's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. So what was the first house that you lived in in Sight Hill? Uh, we lived in the two fountain wheel terrace. Yeah. Was that a tower block? Yeah, tower block. Yeah. yeah. And where do you live now? You have a new, a different yeah, house. Yeah, I've yeah, I've got a new house. Yeah, my husband, he said, I don't move anywhere except the side hill. <laughs> uh, they, he told the council, do you know the side hill uh, cemetery? Uh, how should you say yes, say, or my home there, <laughs> or I don't go anywhere. Say, <laughs> so, no, we don't kill you. <laughs> we just give you a house. Say, so, okay, I don't want to move any area. Because see uh, the local area. My daughter's working in Royal Mill. Yes, on the Saturday contract. My husband's garage, he has self-employment. It's near, just two minutes from my house. Yeah, in Cox Hall, uh, Cox Hill uh, Roads, yeah. And it was my children's university, just 10 minutes. Say, so, you no, know, I don't go. I don't cost any money for uh, traveling. I want to stay here. Yeah. Do you know lots of people who moved away from Site Hill? Yeah, a lot of uh, Kurdish family. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of your friends moved yeah. away? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And do you see them? much anymore if they've moved to different areas of Glasgow? Not like before, because before every day we can see, you can go for Tesco and Lidl can see and come to here, can see, but now just my friend came and say hi, hello. <laughs> Do you, are you happy there's a new church? Yeah, why not? Because everybody like yeah. Do you know things, what new the, things. <laughs> Do you know what the new church is going to be like? Uh, yeah, I saw the picture and uh, show us mm -hmm. from here, yeah, the new built yeah. church. Uh, they have, uh, the church has uh, allotment. Yeah, allotment. Yeah, allotment. Yeah. So if you want, just register your name. So you can have an allotment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, are you good at gardening? Like gardening? Yeah, gardening. Yeah. gardening. Yeah. I like gardening. Yeah. yeah? I like gardening. If I you want, terrible. you can register. They give you the really? cuffs. Yeah. But I'm not living in Sahel. Yeah, but mm, doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because... Should, <laughs> <should register> <laughs> previous... I've, I've previous. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm Miriam and I work as a volunteer here. Yeah, and can you tell us a bit about where you're from? Obviously, I see your school school uniform and how yeah. you got involved in St Rollins. Yeah, so um, I go to um, Hutchinson's, it's a local school here, and um, I volunteer here every Tuesdays to help with basic computing skills. Great, and uh, what kind of skills do people want to learn from you? It's just very basic things like uh, how to operate their emails, like how to reply to emails, um, how to type properly even, even as basic as that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, my name's Paul Wilson. I'm a project worker here at St. Rollick's Community Outreach. Um, in particular, I work on a project dealing with asylum seekers who have fallen into destitution, so those who have reached the end of their appeal uh, have, or have reached the end of the appeal process and um, are left without any support, housing or um, any financial support. So we provide um, a basic food pack, some hygiene, um, fresh fruit and veg, and we give that every week. And we also try to link those people into other forms of support so um, they can hopefully make some sort of progress and find some kind of long-term solution to their problems. So that's that's more or less what I look after and a little bit of sport as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, what we're doing is providing the most basic level support. So what we try to do is provide a regular place where people can come and they know that they're getting their they know that they're getting their fruit and veg, know that they're getting what they need to to live basically for a week. And then because that's such a basic level of support, we can then network with other organizations who can provide um, you know the, the kinds of support that we can't really offer such as you know advice and, and legal support and so on which is quite a specialist area so it's not something that we can do and really needs to be done by professionals so we can link it with other organizations who can provide that but because we're providing that kind of that most basic form of support people quite often come here first uh, and then they can be um, signposted on onto other things. Yep. And how long has the initiative been running? Um, the destitution side of things, uh, destitution support has been running for about five years now. Um, that's when we first f started encountering people. It was most. It was a couple Zimbabwean ladies who had come in, and it just seemed a, a terrible situation for them to be in. They were. They had absolutely no support, no housing. They were just staying with friends on their sofa. And um, uh, yeah, there, there was really no support. So then from there, we started supporting these two ladies. And then we eventually started hearing more and more um, about people who had fallen into destitution. Hi, Goli. My name is Asma Hamid. It's very nice I am to from you. Sudan. From the Sudan. Yeah. Lovely. Can you tell us why you come to St. Mark's? Okay. I come in here to charge. I have a lot of my friends. Uh, I like it. I come in for a recharge. Yeah. Yes, um, for the third day, they had a lock the ch uh, charge that me buy something for my children and my yeah and Friday sorry Wednesday sorry Wednesday yeah I come in here for I have to for school like a, sorry like a classes language English class yeah and the more I have to learn like a, something like um, to share something like this may I say this one yeah I like it yeah in the morning, yeah, yeah because that's like it's for my character coming here, charge. Yeah, I'm nearly for area. Yeah, yeah. And do you live in Sight Hill? I am not. I live I live in for Royston. Royston. Yeah. Yes. Royston for child studies for Royston. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people come to some relics. Yeah. Even though they don't live in Sight Hill, lots of people yeah. travel. Yes, come for. Yeah. Sometimes people come in here because of friend. Yeah. For everything that's good for doing everything here. Yeah. That's very very good. I like it. That's because I like it here. And my children should not go for nursery. No, it's best for my son nursery. And my daughter to hear my daughter. They because coming here for crush, for frame, something like that, yeah, because I like it here. Yeah. yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Um, 
How long have you been coming to six St. Relics? Six years. Six years? Yeah, six years in here, in Glasgow. Yeah? Yeah. And my kid is born here. <laughs> I have to three kids. Three children? Yeah, three children. And first when you go for the school, mm-hmm. yeah. Primary school. Primary school. Primary school for number one. Yeah, for... Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, yeah, yeah, Royston Primary School. Yeah. How old is your first child? Uh, okay, for five years now. Five. Yeah, five years. And second, my son, three years and half, tally two years. Yeah. <laughs> this is top three children. Because very busy, she's not, yeah. uh, she's not easy for everything for children. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it must be hard to have three children. <laughs> yes, I'm not who easy are for so children. Small. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, great. Ha, um, do you like coming to the English class on Wednesday? Yes, I like it. I like it, yeah. I like it, yeah. Uh, because I have to for register for City College, the waiting list. That's because I'm not stay for my house. That's no good, but bad. Uh, sometime here I charge um, the Monday. I have for library, Royal Store Library, because me are a single mom. Yeah, that's because I'm not staying on English because my son for the school to help me for homework, something like that, for speaking me. That's the reason that's because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it for classes. Yeah, yeah language there class. are, um, so I went to the English class mm. last week, last Wednesday. Mm. Um, there were lots of people, yes. lots of people yeah. from all different countries. The, yeah, different countries, yeah. Uh, and some people spoke no English, yeah. none. Yeah. And some people were very good at English. Yeah. But it was nice that they were all together. Yeah, maybe before they go for the uh, college, or Islam college before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because I mean, separated and no problem. Big no problem, they said to me. Big, that's because we stuff for college. Yeah, they help my children too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And different area, this new area here, yeah. Royal Stone, yeah, before living for uh, Murray Hill. In Murray Hill? Yeah, before In Murray Hill, yeah. So, where is home for you? We have to home, home on my country for Sudan. Yeah, my mom and my dad and my sister and brother in Sudan. Our home is here in Royal Stone, <laughs> my children, yeah, the family, yeah, my children. Yeah, great. Very, very like it for Scotland, for Glasgow, yeah. Yeah. I know live every day <laughs> just in Glasgow. I like it in Glasgow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what are you missing today? Uh, underdress. Underdress. Yeah. I know although sewing is what we want to be able to teach, it's not that's not the No, it's not the main thing. It's not the main thing. It's really the the community. Valuing each individual, and I think valuing each day. I always think, you know, yes, they're maybe on a long haul, and they're they've got quite a steep hill to climb to get into society, to get jobs, to whatever. But each day we can do a little bit, we can move a little bit forward, and I think that is, you know, we're not put off by the distance you've yet to go. We just value each day and each person, and. I think it's a flagship. I really do think that this project, and that's why I've stuck with it for over 15 years, because I really think what they're doing is so special. I think a lot of the women that we meet here, or not just women in the English class, obviously a mixture, they are used to um, a lot more in terms of community and the places that they've come from. So actually they've got a lot to teach us about community. And I think that's why they respond so well to any offer of community like this. The thing I see happening a lot is because the council is really strapped for cash, a lot of the community buildings or community spaces are being sold off. I see that in my area, which is Eastern Barcher. And if we don't watch out, we're actually going to lose the potential for using community so spaces. So one of the uh, main aims of our project, actually, is to tell people about... My name is Jim. Nice to meet you. I volunteer for the uh, North Glasgow Community Food Initiative. And we're here at St Rollock's Fruit and Veg Bar. And uh, it's, we do various bars in the North Glasgow area. This one on a Tuesday. And then there's one in Royston 
this afternoon. Uh, later on this afternoon, I, I do another one in Elmvale Primary in Springburn. And uh, there's one in the morning here at the same time in Postal. So the guy that does the morning one in Postal, he comes. He'll be coming here soon to collect that stuff in the van yep. to take it away. So, <laughs> but they do think they about four, five, maybe six barrels through the week. So yep. in the north of Glasgow, so. So you, you get to see quite a lot of this area then. Mm -hmm. I know the area very well. I was brought up here. What do you think about the massive redevelopment that's going on in Sight Hill? Well, the, there's a see down uh, the other side of Sight Hill at Kettlecow Road. There's a bridge going over the railway. And that's a shortcut for people like myself to come, like see here, you go to Tesco stuff, but they've shut it for two years because of the development. So now we need to go the long way around to get to here. And that's the only thing, I mean, it's a good thing, the development, I think, but the only thing is shutting the bridge. So it's, there's a lot of wild deer about here and they're, they're destroying a lot of their habitat. I actually seen two this morning, they're coming over. Yeah. Two deer in the graveyard, passed right by me, so. What are your impressions of this place as as someone who you don't use this place? You're not a user here, no. but you come and provide one of the services. It's it seems to be well run, uh, and I've got to know just about everybody that works here, and they're all nice people. And uh, most of the people that come and buy stuff are nice people as well. And you talk, I can, I can talk to most of them. I know a few of them by their first names, and we talk away and blah blah blah. So it's good. Lewis, do you want to be interviewed? Let me put this this clips on there, and then it can. And then when you speak, the, your voice goes all the way down there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and loud. Are we recording? Yeah. Hello, Lewis. My name is Jody. And my name's Scott. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, where do you live? Huh? Where do you live? Uh, in in the nursery today. In in. Three pounds and four. <laughs> in the nursery today. Could you ask your mum to speak? Yeah. And then you can hear her speaking. Do you say mama? You hear that? Yeah. Does oh, she say funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robert. Robert. Hi, Robert. Robert. So we've got Robert and Lewis. Yes. Uh, and do you want to tell us your name as well? My name is Adanich. Nice to meet you. Yeah, so can you tell us first of all, where do you live in Glasgow? Oh, I, I live in several um, places. I used to live in YMCA before. Then I moved to um, Goban. The Gobels, yeah. Uh, now I stay in Srimosville Square. And why do you come here to St. Rolex? Uh, I have problem to discuss with someone here to help me. With the citizen's advice? The, with the advice people? No, I'm a Salem citizen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and how long have you been coming to St. Rolex? Since 2009. Yeah. Um, my name's Sandra Lashgari, and I stay in 210 Gourley Street, off Kebekal Road. Um, come to the church every Tuesday and Wednesday. On a Tuesday, everybody sits and have a chat and talk to one another about this and that. And then the, the, you can take as much tea, a coffee, a drink, a wee drink of juice, anything you want. You just need to ask the workers and you get it. And yeah, and they're all nice. It, every, we all know one another because we've been coming here for a long time. But a lot of Scottish people thought it was just, I said all of them aren't refugees and I don't like him saying anything bad about them because they're nice people. How would we feel? Come off a bus, there's your house, walk away, you've got nothing. Okay, you've got a bed, a kettle, whatever, but you get your house and you've got nothing. You don't know where, know where, it, where it is or nothing. And my heart goes out of them, you know what I mean? When you hear the stories, some of the stories on TV, it's terrible. My husband's Iranian, he's from Iran, but he's, Suzanne was saying she met him, he's good. He, he doesn't come to the church here, he goes to St Mungles. Oh, yeah. There, but, um, but I think when the new church opens, it's going to be good. Like just here, up past the school, there's a lot of old people there, and um, some of them were, fr were frightened at first. Because but they said now they're in the house and everything's okay, they're happy with what they've got. And 
the ones down the stairs, I've got the opportunity two minutes in the back garden, two minutes in the front garden. Um, but they, the, um, and they all ask you, please come to my house, please come see my house, please come see my house. Right. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm Alan, and I've, I'm here on behalf of my friend who's looking for, he's a, an asylum seeker, and he's looking for help. As, uh, he's been here for about 12 years, and nobody doesn't want to know him because he's not a British citizen. So um, uh, I've, re I've heard that this place is a good place to go for an opening door sort of thing to, to get him into some sort of help and aid and social work, whatever. Somebody to look after the guy. Yeah. I mean. I'm a regular volunteer here. <laughs> it's very busy, there's lots of people here. Well, it's not that busy today. Oh, it gets even busier. Oh, yes, yes. I suppose moving on to another slightly different subject mm -hmm. from speaking to you, you ran sports for yes, yeah. young guys on a on a Friday night, could you just say a bit about that and what the what the, what the project is or what the project yeah, was and what your yeah. plans are for the future? Yeah, um, for uh, it was about six years that this that this ran. We had a regular Friday night football um, group that would meet just locally at one of the five-a-side pitches, and it originally began. We had a drop-in cafe on a Thursday and a number of guys used to come and there was a, a bunch of young Afghan men who came and um, they were quite clearly bored with what was happening. Having a cup of tea and a biscuit wasn't really their sort of thing. So we ended up chatting to them saying, what, as with a lot of what we do, we try to speak to the people who are coming and consult them, you know, what, it's not, it's not really for me or anyone else here to decide what people need and what kind of help they need. We try to speak to people and find out what you know what would be useful for them and a lot of the African guys said we just would like to play football so it came out of that and it was originally only about four or five of us and we would go to a five side pitch and kick around the ball a bit and just not really take it that seriously but then they started inviting friends and we got five on five and then um, numbers went up and we'd end up rotating teams sometimes we'd have four teams and play two goals or book two pitches or um, so that was really good, it, um, but then it expanded and as there was m more people coming I, I, with anybody would come into the project if they were young or looked like they might be interested in football then we would let them know. So the last count I think we've had 18 different countries represented, uh, represented at uh, doing football. So a small community kind of built around it so we'd see, you know, just as it developed and it's not something that we had to program make a program or a rota for it, just things just happened naturally. It just organically happened, organically grew and people, guys would start offering each other lifts and um, you know, and end up helping each other out outside of football, but it was a great kind of point to bring people together and, and I think for a lot of the guys as well it was a kind of a weekly outlet so they knew no matter what kind of um, you know what was happening in their lives or if they maybe were waiting a final decision on their asylum case and were really worried about that they knew that football was one of these was kind of a was almost like a stress-free zone you know I can come and play football and I don't have to think about anything else when I'm playing football for you know two hours on a on a Friday night so um, but we had a good block of funding for three years um, but that's unfortunately ended now as as football's on a break and and we're and kind of deciding whether or not we just link in, signpost people to other football groups that are happening or whether or not we um, try something different. So one of the ideas at the moment is to try starting a, a running group. One of our new, one of the new Syrian rivals that I met is, is actually quite a, a talented runner and um, I took him and I, I was asking what, well, what do you like doing? What do you, you have, he had a couple friends with him as well that came, arrived around the same time and I said, what, do you guys like doing? So we like just running. So we're thinking about starting a, a running group. One of my ideas I would like if we could get enough volunteers and, and enough vehicles would be to get people outside the city. The imagery and stuff when people see people talking about Scotland is locks and glens and mountains and that kind of stuff and, and a lot of people don't know that this sort of thing actually exists. You know I had a guy telling me from Iraq and he said you know in uh, Iraq we actually have houses. You know we don't we have houses we have you know and we have gardens, we don't have you know, these things where everybody lives on top of each other, you know. We have that in Iraq, but there's other stuff as well. I said, no, there's a lot of yeah. houses and green space in Scotland. He's like, no, I'm not sure. It's all, you know, because he'd only been from here, and he said there's a few farms between here and Edinburgh, but that's all he's seen, but he, he didn't 
really seem to believe that um, so it would be it's another way to get I think people out but you find that kind of Glasgow becomes kind of inner city Glasgow becomes people's frame of reference you know kind of nice wee off-road runs that I could hopefully organize to do you know maybe bi-monthly trips to somewhere somewhere nice because I think that helps um, integration and appreciation of, of the place that you live. Do you have I got colours. What colours do you know? Colour oh, is it blue? Green. 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 Red. 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 Purple. 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 Oh, wait, look. The name first. Yes. Uh, my name is Yang Li Chen, and uh, I come from China. I've been to San Rorex about three, four years. I like to come because I want to uh, learn more English and uh, build my confidence to speak English. And uh, um, another. I'm volunteer in San Rolex as well. Um, I find out I work here, I'm really happy. And uh, people in here are very nice to me. And uh, um, I'm Marjana. Uh, I came to San Rolex. I don't remember exactly when, but I know San Rolex from um, maybe seven years or something like that. First time I came here with my son, he was like, a baby and I used to shop <laughs> here and um, after I asked one lady about like English class and I used to come to English class um, I like to come um, to Central Chart because I, I wanted to improve my English and um, and I like I like people here especially staffs because People are very friendly and um, always just gave like support or something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I, I can come here. Thank you. So my name is Esther. Um, I live in the Woodlands area of Glasgow. Um, and you work? <laughs> I, well, I, I volunteer here at St Rolex as well. Yeah, yeah, and you have the T-shirt to prove it. I have the T-shirt to prove it, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. And was this something, how did you find out about Boggas on here in St Rolex? Um, well, I... <coughs> I was looking for things to do and uh, I speak French fluently and uh, I suddenly realised that there were French speaking asylum seekers that had never crossed my mind yes. and I thought well maybe I can help out. So I came along to see what happened here. Uh, my name is Natia Khizanishvili, I'm from Georgia. I came here uh, about uh, uh, six months ago, I my friend told me about uh, this church where I can uh, study English. Uh, and uh, when I came here at first, everyone um, uh, was uh, very uh, were very nice, like now. <laughs> and I like to come here uh, because everyone very nice and friendly. Um, and uh, the here uh, uh, and on Central X, I meet lots of good uh, people and uh, uh, interesting people. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Shiro Mao. Um, I've been here for about two years. Um, I like here because everyone here is very nice and friendly, um, and the crush is good my children loves here and they meet their good friends here and so do i i've made many friends here and i can speak english confidently here because they are listen to me even though my english is not very good and and i learn a lot here. Hello, um, my name is Min Ning. Um, I come here because before I can't speak English, and I um, and I applied for college, but still waiting list. Um, and my son really like this year's class, and she can make friends at here. Thank you.
three? Three. How old are you? Four. Four. Mazin, no. Mazin, I said three. 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 Treated by uh, with dignity in, in terms of their situation. So, for instance, destitute asylum seekers, for instance, you know, who are being rejected um, by almost everybody. Um, the, the dignity is actually saying, you, you're a person, you matter, um, we care for you. Um, there, there's dignity in you know, having friends, you know, and not feeling lonely. And of course, there's a, a big debate in the media at the moment um, about loneliness and the impact that that has on people. And I think dignity in terms of giving people um, activity, meaningful activity, just something that's going to, you know, sort of take them out of their houses. Um, they're not living in isolation um, and they have something that's fulfilling and that they feel um, Good about, um, you know, and so our volunteers, you know, that many of them are sort of uh, asylum seekers, refugees, um, and at least it gives them something to do every week, you know, and, and that brings them dignity as well, that, you know, they're part of a team. So lots of different ways in which we would hope that people, you know, sort of gain dignity um, and acceptance, you know, from, from being part of St Rollins, you know. I mean, people call um, St Rollins, and maybe people have said this to you already, we're, we're just like a family. Um, and it's a family that's sort of committed at the centre and it's sort of loose at the edges. And so people can come in um, and just feel that they can become part of what is here. I mean, you've already said lots of positive things about this place, um, but is there something that you would like to say to your team who work here, who we've interviewed lots of, and who are? Well, without the team, St Rollox wouldn't be what it is um, and really what we do at St Rollox um, is the team, is, is the volunteers who, who make um, St Rollox work, you know, um, with obviously their um, commitment um, but also um, very much with their contribution um, and they, they come from lots of different backgrounds you know, so for instance our sewing class you know, we've got people who are seamstresses and you know, people who don't know how to sort of thread a needle but they make that sewing class, you know, and, and they've, they've sort of developed that, the ESOL class it wouldn't be what it is if you didn't have the um, lecturers, at, you know, were at college sort of doing this stuff, but also just ordinary people coming in and sitting, you know. So, um, yeah, I would just say that um, they do a fantastic job and I am definitely um, sort of uh, in awe of them, <laughs> really, you know, because they're a great team um, and they're the ones that have actually made St Rollins what it is. So my last word would be thank you. <laughs> Thanks thank for your you time. very much. Yeah, I hope that comes through okay. Iraq, yes, is home, but I feel second home. Two homes. Yeah, two homes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. I love, I love Hill too much. Join us next time when we will be staying in Hill to find out what the pupils of St Stephen's would do if they owned a bit of land. This podcast was made by J.C. Marshall and Scott Twineholm for a Moment's Peace Theatre Company as part of Common Ground, an arts project taking in theatre, podcast, installation, workshops and more to promote a nationwide conversation about land and housing in Scotland. The project is funded by Creative Scotland, Glasgow Arts and Glasgow City Council and supported by Platform, Dundee Rep Theatre, Comar, Wood End Barn and the International Network of Street Papers. To find out more or to get in touch, please go to commonground.scot. Thank you for listening.